2024 marks Donna and I being in the ministry for 48 years. And when I was getting started, I thought, man, people have been in the ministry 48 years. Are they ever old? Uh, somebody uh, a couple of weeks ago asked me uh, how old I was, and I told them, and they said, well, you're a young old. Um, so I'm, I'm taking that, but grateful for 48 years of ministry. And uh, if I could do my adult years over again, I would uh, spend it all pastoring. I've been deeply honored to serve God in, uh, in the role of, of leading God's people and teaching God's people and caring for God's people. One of the things I have always taken very seriously is teaching and preaching. And I have tried to never just get up and, and fill the time with 30 minutes of material or 40 minutes of material or 50 minutes of material. But to have uh, taken time to hear from God and have something to share from the heart of God with the people of God. And so throughout December, I realized, man, I only get two more whacks of preaching in this church in terms of series. And I asked God what to speak on. And he very quickly gave me direction for the last five weeks or so, but I was struggling with what to talk on in January. Maybe I just wasn't willing to listen. And he said, talk to them about Jesus. Talk to them about Jesus. I fear maybe we have forgotten Jesus in our churches. We're more excited about sermons on five steps to financial prosperity than Jesus. Fill a house pretty good if you can teach some good messages on how to raise good kids. But Jesus, friends, is the reason we're here. Jesus is the reason we're here. One of the great joys of pastoring is we had the privilege of leading three trips to the nation of Israel. And in each of those trips, we took uh, the group we were with up to Caesarea Philippi, which is about 40 kilometers north of the Sea of Galilee. 
Um, Caesarea Philippi has a history of being polytheistic, of having multiple gods. They worshiped Baal. Uh, Caesarea Philippi was the home of the god named Pan, P-A-N, who was half goat and half man, the god of fear, the god of fright. And actually the god of Pan, that word Pan is where we get the word Panic from. Uh, Polytheistic uh, place. And when we've gone to Caesarea Philippi, it's a, it's a rocky mountainous city in kind of a valley area with trees and grass, but, but it's surrounded by these rocks and these rocks have niches carved into them. And these niches had idols in them that people worshiped. They just chose their God and worshiped uh, him. And so Jesus is in the area of, of Caesarea Philippi. Scripture uses the phrase region of Caesarea Philippi. And people are talking about Jesus and they're trying to figure out who Jesus really is. So Jesus overhears all the conversations and he says to the disciples, uh, what's, uh, what's the rumor out there? What are, what, are, what are they saying about me? Who do they say that I am? Matthew chapter 16. And, and they said, well, some of them are saying you're John the Baptist, and some are saying you're Elijah, and some are saying you're Jeremiah, and some of you are saying you're some of the other prophets. And Jesus said, verse number 15, Matthew chapter 16, but who do you say I am? But who do you say I am? I want to ask all of us a question this evening. What do you think about Jesus? Who do you think Jesus is? It's the most important question you deal with in your life. It's the most important question you deal with in your life. And the answer you come up with is the most important answer you come up with in your life. Who do you say Jesus is? Was out walking, this had to be seven, eight months ago. And an individual comes up to me and stops and starts chatting and somehow we got on the conversation of of God, 
And I, I said to this woman, the most important thing you're gonna decide in life is who you believe God is. And she said back to me, thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, study. And after, and that's good, friends, you should study. She says, I'm going to study and then I will choose my God. I'm going to study and then I will choose my God. Friends, that's all wrong, that's all backwards, that's upside down. If you're choosing who's going to be your God, you've made yourself God, you've made yourself supreme. I get to decide who's gonna be God. We don't choose God. We have to come under the authority of God. So we read in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter eight, this is the Apostle Paul writing. We know that an idol has no real existence and that there is no God but one. We know that an idol has no real existence. If you're worshiping an idol, if you're worshiping anything other than the one true God, you're worshiping, you've given yourself to something that is not real. It has no real existence. Going down in that portion, adding the next verse, verse number five. For although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords. Now there are many things out there that people will call God. There are many things that people will try to make or let be made the Lord of their life. But still, the reality is there is no God but one. Maybe all kinds of people calling all kinds of things their Lord and their God. But the reality is there is no God but one. Going down, verses six and seven. Uh, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom all things, uh, from whom are all things, and for whom we exist, and one Lord Jesus Christ, to whom are all things, and through whom we exist. However, not all possess this knowledge. Some people don't get it, but there's only one God, and God the Father revealed to us through His Son Jesus Christ. 
Psalm 95. And uh, in verse number three, the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In the 80s, uh, there, uh, there was a song being sung. I can't remember the name of it, but in it, it had a line about you are God above all gods. Everybody loved singing it. Sitting in my office on Tuesday morning, and one of the guys from our church came in and stepped, sat down and across from my desk and said, uh, Pastor, I really have trouble with what we're singing around here in worship. There's only one God. How come we're singing about uh, our God is above all the other the gods? There's only one God. Well, there is only one God. But scripture does tell us that people have made a bunch of other things into gods. There is only one God. The ancient Greeks had 30,000 gods. The present day Hindus have five million gods. Five million, I said. But there is only one God. And interestingly, the first statement in the Bible about God says this, Genesis chapter one and verse number one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. <laughs> What's the first revelation we get about God in scripture? God is the creator. First revelation we get about God in scripture is God is the creator. We just finished Christmas, still recovering. Uh, but you need to understand tonight that Jesus existed before Christianity existed. Jesus existed before Christianity existed. As a matter of fact, I think Christianity's messed up our understanding of Jesus in some measure. Jesus existed before Christianity existed, <laughs> and Jesus existed before creation. Or, or sorry, before Christmas. Jesus existed before Christmas. Uh, Jesus is creator God. I'm gonna get to that uh, in a minute. Interesting how messed up our world has become. Webster's Dictionary, 1828. Defining God. This is the definition of God in the Webster's Dictionary, 1828. The supreme being, Jehovah, the eternal and infinite spirit, the creator and the sovereign of the universe. 200 years ago, defining God, Webster Dictionary. That's God. Pretty clear, isn't it? Jehovah. The eternal and infinite spirit, the creator and the sovereign of the universe. And now we make God into our own image and make him into whatever we want him to be. We choose our God. 
Ah, you believe in that virgin birth stuff? You, you really believe God came down to us and became a little baby? I know they used to believe that, but I don't believe that I'm a modern. Well, the problem with being a modern friend is God's ancient. Problem with being a modern is God's ancient. Drives me crazy. Forgive me, musicians, I'm meddling. Oh, can't sing that song, it's more than eight years old. You really think that bothers God? He's pretty ancient. He's pretty ancient. We're not singing to each other, friends. We're singing to Almighty Creator God, who has always been and who will always be. Jesus existed before before Christmas. Jesus is the powerful, eternal creator God. John chapter one, verses one to four, let me read it to you. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of man. God is the one who's made everything. God's the one who's made, he's the creator before there was God, there was nothing. Only life can beget life. Till God made, there was nothing made. My morning walks. I don't think there are very many days when I'm walking that at some point in my walk, my heart isn't raised in adoration to God as the creator because I look around, friends, and I can't for a second believe this just happened. Can't believe it for a second. I hear my heart beating inside my chest and how does that happen? Day after day after day, year after year after year, it just keeps working. Air in and air out keeps the body. It didn't just happen, my friends. The guy who came up with the phrase Big Bang Theory actually lived in the 20th century. Uh, And his name 
he was a professor at uh, Cambridge University, I believe it was. Uh, his name was Sir Fred Hoyle. And he said this, and he didn't believe in the Big Bang Theory, the chance that higher forms have emerged in this way is comparable with the chance that a tornado sweeping through a junkyard might assemble a Boeing 747 from the materials therein. This did not just happen, friends. Creator God. Yeah, well, you say you read those verses, John 1, 1 to 4. That doesn't show me that Jesus is the creator. Well, read down John chapter 1 and verse number 17 uh, or 14 says this, and the word became flesh. Who's that? And dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory is of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Who is this word who spoke the world into existence? Well, he's the word, the word, the one who became flesh. Jesus is the all-powerful, eternal creator God, friends. Jesus is the all-powerful, eternal creator God. Who do you say that he is? Who do you say that he is? Jesus is the all-powerful, eternal creator, God. Revelation chapter one, verse 17. John, the revelator says, I fell at his feet as though dead, but he laid his right hand on me and said, fear not, I am the first and the last. Who's Jesus? The first and the, the last. The all-powerful, eternal creator, God. The first and the the last, Revelation chapter two and verse number eight. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write the words of the first and the last who died and came to life. This is what him who was the first and the last has to say to you, church at Smyrna. Jesus is the first and the last. All-powerful, eternal creator God. Who do you say that he is? Who do you say that he is? It's the first and the last. Isaiah 44 and verse number six. I am the first and the last. And beside me there is no God. Don't go looking for God, friends. <laughs> He's staring you right in the face this evening. His name is Jesus. It's the first and the last. And besides that, there is no God. John chapter uh, 
8 and verse number 58, truly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. <laughs> so the, the Jewish leaders of the day, John chapter 8 is a great chapter. Jewish leaders of the day are a little upset because Jesus forgave the woman caught in adultery. And they decided that he can't possibly be the real meal deal if he's forgiven people their sins. And they went up to him and said, we're not going to listen to you. You're not, you're not true. You're phony. We're the sons of Abraham. And what's Jesus' response? Truly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. <laughs> I was around here even before Abraham. If you think being Abraham's son is such a great big deal. The all-powerful, eternal, creator, God. Revelation. Sorry, Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. For by him all things were created. In the beginning God created the heavens and the Earth, that's, that's a phrase to saying God created everything. Created the heavens and the earth. Created absolutely everything. There's nothing that you see, nothing that is real, that has life in it that God did not create. God created the heavens and the earth. By him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Who is Jesus. Jesus is the all-powerful, eternal creator. All things were created through him and for him. So not only were they created by him, friends, you've been created by him and you've been created for him and you'll only discover fullness of life when you zero in in your heart and say, God, I'm here to bring you pleasure. I'm going to live here. I'm for you. My heart's desire is to please you and honor you in all things. Created all things, and you have been created for him. We read this portion over the Christmas season, but let's not let Christmas end too quickly. I don't get it. Our Christmas tree is already down. How did that happen? Let's make Christmas last. Oh, that one's gone too. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will be called Great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. This is all-powerful, almighty God, and his kingdom will rule, and his kingdom will reign forever. That's our Jesus. The other things in our lives will tumble and crumble, but the kingdom of our wonderful Lord, the eternal creator God, the all-powerful creator God, his kingdom will rule and will reign forever. 
And then you read down in that story. I never noticed that till this week, Luke 1.43. Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? That's Elizabeth talking to Mary. That's a powerful phrase. <laughs> Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me. <laughs> she recognized that that little one inside of Mary was almighty God. She calls him Lord. I think one of the great losses to the Christian community in 2023 was the passing of Tim Keller. Tim Keller had a huge impact on the city of New York. This is what he had to say about verse 43. The almighty Lord who sent the baby is the baby. The almighty Lord who sent the baby is the baby. Eternal, all powerful, creator, creator God. Who do you say that Jesus is? Who do you say that Jesus is? It's the most important question you have to answer in your life. Who do you say that Jesus is? False religions of this world reject the truth about Jesus. They honor a false Christ. Satan's strategy isn't to say that Jesus didn't exist. He's not that stupid. His strategy is to affirm a false Christ. False religions acknowledge the existence of Jesus the Christ but they teach he's not God. They call him a prophet, a wise teacher, a miracle worker, but not God. Friends, if you want to uh, Honor Pastor Don and I as we step aside and look forward to the Holga walks leading us. If you want to honor us, please don't have a false Christology. Jesus is nothing less than almighty, eternal, creator, God. Don't ever lower him to something less.
Almighty, Eternal, Creator, God. Ephesians 1. And I pray this for all of us, even now. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of our heart enlightened, that we may know what is the hope to which he has called you and what the riches of the glorious inheritance is in the saints. What is the immeasurable greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised them from the dead and where is Jesus now? When he raised them from the dead and seated them at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but in the age that is to come. Oh God, that's our Jesus and we we worship him tonight. May God grant us a deep and unshakable revelation of who he is. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, he's the founder, the starter, the beginner, and the perfecter, the completer the finisher of our faith, seated at the right hand, throne of God. Mark chapter 14, just three verses and then I'll be done. Jesus wasn't defending himself on trial before the high priest, and the high priest said, are you the Christ, the son of the blessed? And Jesus said, I am. And you will see the son of man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. <laughs> he was. This is Jesus, he was, he is, and he is to, to come. Jesus is eternal. He's gonna rule and reign forever. And he's going to come with the clouds, in the clouds of heaven. Very end of this book, Revelation chapter 12, or sorry, 22. First revelation, he's revealed as creator. End of the book, he says, behold, I'm coming soon. Bringing my recompense with me to repay everyone for what he has done. Who's Jesus? I'm the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last and the beginning and the end. Jesus is the all-powerful, eternal creator, God and he's coming back. He's coming back. And when he comes back, he's not going to ask you, uh, 
how much money you made in your life. It's not going to ask you if you left any GICs behind. Can I ask you how many bedrooms were in your house? It's not going to ask you what the nicest vehicle is you ever owned. He's going to ask you, who do you say that I am? Who do you say he is? answer. He's the almighty, all-powerful, eternal creator God. The Alpha and Omega, Omega the first and the last, the beginning and the end. <laughs> That's who Jesus is. In Philippians chapter 2, there's a time coming. There's a time coming when halfway down that screen, every knee is going to bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord because that's who he is. He's the eternal, almighty, all-powerful God whose kingdom will endure forever. Jesus. That's our Jesus, friends. Don't ever make him anything less. Don't ever make him anything less.